Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of Timeless Perspectives podcast. I'm Shreyash, your host, and my guest for the day is Ananya Bhatshwai. I'm so glad to record another episode with you, Ananya. Ananya, for those of you who don't know her, is in her last year of undergraduate degree. She's pursuing a bachelor's in designing degree in fashion and apparel from Footwear Design and Development Institute of India. Bold and opinionated as she is, Ananya is an emphatic orator, a writer, a feminist, and someone who is very attached to her culture. And most importantly, she is my great friend and someone whom I really, really look up to. Welcome, Ananya. Thank you for such an extensive introduction. I don't think I'll live up to that, but <laughs> I hope I can provide some constructive opinions to this discussion today. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it feels really... You know, I'm glad to have you back on the episode. Last time I remember we had we had had a conversation about feminism and feminist point of view on objectification of women, which really like a lot of people, mm, right. yeah, really you know appreciated that episode and they really confirmed what we had discussed. They really agree with what we had uh, discussed in that episode. And those of you who didn't hear that episode, I'm dropping the link in the description. Just go ahead and listen to that really amazing episode with Ananya. So interestingly, today we are talking about cancel culture. I'm sure a lot of us must have definitely heard about the cancel culture. But for those of you who are unaware of what cancel culture is, let me read out to you what Wikipedia describes it as. So cancel culture or call out culture is a phrase contemporary to the late 2010s and early 2020s used to refer to a form of ostracism in which Someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, social media, or in person. So let me explain that in simpler words. Cancelling culture is basically an attempt to boycott or even socially reject someone who is accused of having said something unacceptable to a certain group of people. However, in the age of free speech, cancel culture had mostly negative connotations. So Ananya, what do you think about this whole cancel culture? And, you know, I, I would like to share this with our listeners that before we had turned on the recording, Ananya and I were discussing the history of this culture and, you know, how it kind of started. So would you like to share that with our listeners, Ananya? Uh, yeah, so historically speaking, it began, like in records, and uh importance around the 2010s and 2000 like after in the new age after 2010 we be, we began began to heard about cancel culture call out culture take holding people accountable for things they've said etc but if we go way back and if people into literature must have read nathaniel hawthorne's novel called the scarlet letter cancel culture in society as a whole goes way back. Mm. There have been uh, social boycotts of people just because they didn't conform. Like the same culture and it went as extreme as burning them at the stake. So I think it's a very intrinsic part of our society of cancelling or boycotting people who don't agree with us. And uh, 
the new form that it has taken in the modern age i think it's a it's political correctness gone mad and <laughs> the method used by these intolerant wokes mm-hmm. is, is to just enforce a puritanical censure censor yeah. on people who disagree with them yeah i don't think it's mm. i don't think it's having any productive outcomes because it uh, uh, evokes shame in the perpetrator and shame has never been productive shame has never brought about change in anyone what do you think shame i i fully agree with you and you know it is really interesting that we live in a society which is mostly democratic you know just to leave a few societies a lot of us are living in democratic cultures and i personally believe you know that uh even if you don't agree with someone at least you should let that idea or that whole narrative come to the discussion i mean like canceling culture is like i may not agree with you and therefore i would not even let you speak that's what cancel culture translate to you know in the contemporary understanding and i personally believe you know some people who are these so called opinion leaders in the society they have started to abuse their power to to sanction anybody who offers a different point of view and i mean this whole lobby you know whom you also termed as wokes they have become so intolerant that as soon as an individual presents their differing their dissenting opinion they are literally triggered you know and this whole kind of an army it attempts to harass that person who kind of tried to you know bring uh, a dissenting opinion into the picture isn't it like have you seen that really happening with a lot of i have right seen- right exactly it 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 right it leads to intolerance it leads to i don't know people systematically exclude anyone who disagrees yes. with their views it's yes. systematic it's planned and it's not always productive like i said mm-hmm. any revolt or revolution or it's kind of a civil disobedience movement it should bring about a positive social change mm-hmm. i don't think cancel culture brings about any social change as such mm-hmm. you're just banning a person canceling a person bringing shame upon them just because they voiced out an opinion that's different than yours even if you are doing it for uh, yeah, even if it's a fact in a number of instances right there are many instances but even if like there are, there have been instances where people have called out uh, the perpetrator for uh, voicing an a very offensive comment mm. even if you are calling someone out for saying something offensive which is not morally ethically right mm-hmm. i don't think that's also going to bring about any positive change it's not going to change like you cancel the person you exclude them from society how do you ensure your why don't you take into consideration that a person is capable of changing a person is capable of doing better mm. you when you cancel someone you disapprove of the possibility that there can be a common change. consensus yeah, yeah. common, common consensus. consensus or a person can change he can do better mm. 
So do you do you like just a personal question? Do you believe in uh, free speech absolutism? You know, because the people who advocate cancel culture, they are like, oh, you know, just because of freedom of expression or uh, free speech, we cannot allow absolutism. You know, we cannot allow people to say whatever they feel like. Uh, but then, to in in my personal view, you know, as, as I said, you know, we have so many examples of this that just because a few radical groups of people were offended, even when someone presented facts, you know, now this is interesting, even when someone presented facts, these radical groups of people, they became offended, and then they did everything which they could do to prevent that person from at least bringing up a contrasting opinion into the discussion. So how do you, like, uh, do you understand the pattern? which they draw, you know, between free speech absolutism and gambling culture. See, it's difficult to draw a line um, mm -hmm. as to where to term something as hate speech or where to term something as just freedom of speech, right? Mm. There have been major, vast, deep discussions into this topic. Mm -hmm. But all I want to say is as long as something is not hurting anyone personally ethically morally socially you know it's mm -hmm. not so why not let them speak and then right so you you have to you have to be strong enough to be able to hear grasp and uh, like bolo utna hi jitna sun sako. Hmm. right so there you have to have a certain amount of patience tolerance level to accept that there can be people who can who will not agree to you always mm -hmm. also dissent in a democratic society dissent is what brings about like positive development i think yes as long as we're not discussing both sides of a situation both good and bad as long as we're just blindly agreeing to whatever narrative is being told online i don't think we'll progress because once you point out the shortcomings in something then only you can go ahead and improve those right so if you just ban someone from saying only anything against something <laughs> i don't think you'll ever be able to progress yeah and not necessarily against something you know just to bring up let's suppose a random or or, or something which uh, is which doesn't coincide with the set narrative you know even that is being prohibited from coming into the picture and by the way uh, right, right. You know, these people who kind of weaponize the whole cancel culture, you know, uh, these people are deeply hypocrite, you know, like it is so hypocritical you know, who hail the liberal ideas and who kind of claim that, you know, I may not agree with you, but I shall uh, uphold till death your right to disagree with me, you know. Right, right. It's, fascin <laughs> it's fascinating. It's a fascinating line. I know. Like, you you argue that something endangers free speech by just, you're saying, you're advocating free speech. And then you're saying that what I'm doing endangers free speech by telling others that they don't have the right to theirs. You get it? Saying that... Uh, 
saying that whatever you are saying be it dissenting be it offensive offensive it can be offensive to you it won't be offensive to everyone right mm-hmm. exactly so, on the one hand you are advocating free speech it's mm-hmm. a constitutional mm-hmm. right everyone has the right to do so mm-hmm. but on the other hand you are cancelling anyone who offers dissent so right. that's very obviously it's a hypocritical thing to do and it's fascinating because this particular sect of i don't know what to call it mm-hmm. this particular group of people the works the liberals uh-huh. i'm not generalizing but there is a group of people who do things that they advocate yeah like the hypocrisy is inherent and the and they kind of they have started epitomize hypocrisy now i mean these were the same people 5 years down the line they they were the people who were advocating free speech absolutism and they were talking about you know right to offend we have a right to offend uh, if you get offended due to my religious remarks or whatever remarks then you better be you know they were the same people because they were advocating free speech however now when a reverse wave is kind of you know uh, they are perceiving a reverse wave when people are putting up questions uh, people are throwing questions onto them people are disagreeing with what they have been speaking for so many years they are entirely outraged and now they are doing literally everything you know they are suspending social media accounts of people who express even through art you know like i would like to quote an example over here ananya recently mm-hmm. i how many months ago five six months ago i'm not sure i read it in times of india that uh, mm-hmm. there is a clash going on between the indian government and twitter you know and twitter i think okay. is an open secret and i unapologetically say it out loud that twitter <laughs> had been i don't know what what's going to happen after elon musk's takeover but then twitter had been biased very biased in terms of a lot of issues you know and biased towards what i do not want to say that <laughs> but then there <laughs> had been biased in a lot of ways and then there is a tussle there is a legal battle going on between indian government and uh, what you say twitter uh, an indian government claims that twitter has arbitrarily suspended a lot of uh, accounts which are basically you know they are they are even artistic accounts you know which kind of use art as a way to present an opinion or to you know just just kind of different opinions maybe on different different issues and twitter has mm-hmm. suspended all of that and there is a legal battle going on so these people are not even ready to let a discussion come onto the table in any form you know forget about words even through art or something whatever it is they are not allowing that what do you think about it isn't it some kind of fascism what do you think about it there there are clashes it's very evident mm-hmm. and free speech it has always had consequences even though it's the life blood of a democratic society but free speech has always had consequences mm-hmm. especially especially when something has the potential to bring about change because people i think in our society are always opposed to major changes mm-hmm. they have a set narrative and they want to comfortably follow it till the end and if someone says something that is different from what that narrative says people oppose to that because i think 
it makes them uncomfortable exactly so it's just a way of public shaming and ostracism there is no definitive way to stop someone from saying what they want to so through cancel culture i think they're just curbing their opportunity to say this yeah if you ban someone right. from one platform it's not you you're not like you're not changing their mindset you're not Absolutely. changing what they feel how they feel exactly. you're not right you're the not even the opening, people who support you're not them. even opening channels for a productive debate you know through which you right really right right exactly your opinion you know exactly you you're just stopping channels for open discussion you're it's a kind of a sensor it's a just a blind sensor to things to open discussion and like i said discussion brings about progressive change so people are just opposed to change that's true and most of these uh, social media sites the big organizations obviously they have one particular mindset i won't call it i won't yeah, say exactly. it i would i would take the names for you you know so all, all right. the liberal media houses that we have new york times washington post uh twitter and uh, facebook also to some extent so that's what i mean to say that this whole thing has been monopolized by a huge mm. army of wolves and if i am not wrong i i read it somewhere that cancel culture also has certain links with the me to movement now me to movement has, right, right, right. right i i would want to call it a successful movement because you know it was a purely digital movement and uh, it it helped i i would say uh, uh, a lot of people who were victims of sexual harassment and all of that uh, but then i don't know how it kind of turned into something so like such a demon kind of a thing now like you know uh, you it has been monopolized by an army of a lot of books and we have a, we have examples actually you know we have examples from india we have examples you know from celebrities to cricketers to students anybody who is kind of bringing up an idea which is against the narrative uh, he is cancelled and not it's just not limited to that a lot of people you know what you said uh, during the initial minutes of our conversation that these people discredit the idea that people can change over time i mean they are literally you know it's it's a crazy thing to cancel someone for something which they had said literally a decade ago you know and that's exactly what has happened in case of i would like to take the name of ollie robinson he is a famous cricketer and he was cancelled for something which he had tweeted 9 years ago and i don't want to get into the discussion of uh what he said whether it was ethically morally right or wrong but i am just saying you know like have we become so intolerant to even acknowledge that people can change over time and do we really need to check someone out uh for what they had said when they were teenagers when they were not even adults what do you have to say about this sadana that doing things like these like calling people out for things they had said decades ago when they were a different person completely when they were at a very immature age when they were at a phase of their life where they were changing evolving 
and targeting them for something they had said back then i think it renders the whole movement uh waste i think it it loses its weight it mm. the cancel culture movement it has become so broad it has become so varied it is used so lightly these days that the same people who are canceling someone for saying something offensive for uh, someone who had committed sexual crimes or some serious assaults are the same people who are canceling someone else for something they had said 9 to 10 years ago like you said so where do you draw a line what what what, what do you who does who deserves canceling and who doesn't like it involves shutting down of different perspectives it treats people yeah. as disposable yeah. it disposes yeah. people at their own yeah. whim and accord it doesn't takes into consideration of what actually what has actually a person done and mm-hmm. how they have changed or evolved over time it does it, it's this whim it's just at the whim of people that i want to cancel this person i hold the power ab tum dekho main dikha raha hu ab tum bolne bhi nahi dunga you know you, you won't be seen anywhere <laughs> bollywood films mein we have these dialogues that you know main gayab kar dunga tumhe raat mein that's what is happening right. and actually you know rashmi samant i would like like bring her story into the picture rashmi samant who had been a victim of this cancel culture and victim to such an extent ananya i mean like zyada hum hum kya lagta hai let's suppose hum dono debate kar rahe hain discussion kar rahe hain मैंने कुछ कहा जिससे आप अग्री नहीं करते हो ओके आपने मेरे को कैंसिल कर दिया सो यू नो ज्यादा से ज्यादा हमें क्या लगता है इसेंशियली कि यार ज्यादा से ज्यादा कैंसिलिंग में क्या होगा यू नो आप मुझे इवेंट्स में बोलने नहीं दोगे आप मुझे सोशल मीडिया पे आप मेरे को एक्सप्रेस नहीं करने दोगे यू माइट रिपोर्ट माई अकाउंट माई अकाउंट माइट बी सस्पेंडेड नो दिस डॉप्स एट लेबलिंग कैंसलिंग सैंक्शनिंग एंड ट्रोलिंग और मॉरल टीचिंग दिस कैन बिकम एज सीरियस एज वॉट इट बिकेम इन रश्मि सामंस केस she was mentally harassed she received literally death and rape threats and she her family was targeted and she was you know like her suffering reached that point that she was hospitalized i mean can you imagine just because you don't endorse you don't agree to someone's point of view you would start literally mentally harassing that person to such an extent that he or she gets hospitalized and she actually you know in her own words if i have to describe cancel culture it has become a personalized witch hunt you know which aims to permanently and i repeat permanently destroy and assassinate the character and prospects of those who fail or choose not to conform to political correctness or the established wokish insane thing परमिशन to do what to do or say whatever they want to about the person who has committed or not committed yeah. or not yeah what they call hate speech or a dissenting opinion 
what they perceive as what they perceive form of uh, you know statement or whatever and it is not even behavior you know just look at this interesting it is that it is not a behavior you know this is it is not uh, something for example which i did which i you know i acted in a certain manner which would bring me consequences i just said something you know uh, and in most of the cases whatever had been said was not something you know which 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 was essentially hate speech in a lot of cases to be honest for example in the case of uh, rashmi samam you know uh, like as far as i know she had tweeted something long back ago which was just a sarcasm you know uh, as she describes it it was a sarcastic statement and only because and then th- this this goes back to like it is it involves a lot of bigotry also because these people who kind of cancelled rashmi saman i have no idea what they couldn't digest you know was their outrage essentially uh, because of rashmi saman's tweets or was it because they couldn't accept first you know women president of oxford student union or you know to be more specific first proud hindu you know to reach mm-hmm. that position what does mm-hmm. you know what what can be attributed to this is i i think it's kind of interesting because this is insane you know and i have another example we have a lot of examples over here we had example of barry weiss you know he was the senior editor with new york times he was also cancelled mm-hmm. and forced to resign literally forced mm-hmm. to resign new york times uh, editor just imagine senior editor being forced to resign for publishing alternative opinions he did not offend anybody he did not commit quote unquote hate speech he literally published an alternative opinion to the paper's leftist diet you know so just because you say something which doesn't conform to the narratives which has been set by the books or the leftists you would cancel people you would traumatize them you would believe them literally and you won't be even sorry about your behavior so i don't know what kind of uh, you know what kind of a world we are making ourselves because it is merciless isn't it if you see it is merciless it's merciless and unfortunately when we say something we can never know how people will react to it so cancel culture when it came when it came uh, through as a check on people mm. saying whatever they wanted about whomever they wanted mm. for example i would like to take the name of andrew tate who mm. recently said very offensive misogynistic things about women it right. might actually be supported he also made certain homophobic statements also right 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 and his uh, the problem is the audience that these people are gaining are people of children of very impressionable ages there are teenagers who follow these people who think it's cool to like you know so i think it's good when it came as a check cancel culture when it came as a check on exactly. these kind of people yeah. but but now they are using it now it has been weaponized absolute power over mm. everyone they hold the absolute they, it 
extensive use of anything is bad be mm-hmm. it good be it a good thing or a bad thing so they are using it to an extent they are abusing it to mm-hmm. an extent that people are afraid to voice out a dissenting opinion now because of such examples like rashmi samant it's because of these examples that people even myself there have been instances where i wanted oh. to disagree on something mm. like among even not just online not just on social platforms but even yeah. among people i know or society or my friends or just gr- or just a group of people at my college wow. there have been times when majority of people agreed on something and i disagreed on it but there there was an inherent fear in yeah. me that if i say something i will be boycotted i will yeah. yes yes they look down upon me it evokes yeah. like cancelling what does to a person it evokes shillings like uh, I, i don't amount to anything i'm small i don't don't matter and these people can do whatever they want to me or with me so mm-hmm. i don't think these feelings will bring about any positive change in a person they will i don't think these feelings will make me change my opinion you would, you would even become radicalized to your opinion in most cases you know people who are being cancelled they start upholding their views even more strongly exactly cancelling has become a translation for character assassination it has become a translation for online bullying without consideration of the context seriously with because uh, when it comes to canceling comedians when it comes to uh canceling someone for something which they had said out of sarcasm to their friend you know or in a very lighter context so these people are completely intolerant to even consider the context in which something has been said in present or 10 20 years back right so um, when i was reading about the entire cause of this kind of behavior in people and what's the their psychology what's the mentality behind it uh-huh. i came to know about uh-huh. something called as black and white thinking or the what we call splitting theory in psychology oh. so it's like where small children divide the entire world into something that's good and something that's bad mm. they leave mm. no ground for the possibility that there can be a gray area mm. there can be people who will not choose the either of the two extremes they will mm. not be either good or bad something some opinion any kind any kind over any topic it mm. can't just be either good or bad they have there have been instances when there are topics that are so broad so varied that they have so many different perspectives to it so you have to take into consideration that a person saying something that is not agreeable to you is looking at the problem from a different perspective mm. we have to change this mindset of thinking of about things in black and white we can't separate the world into good or bad because there are gray areas to everything absolutely so how these people think is it's either good or bad 
if they agree to me it's good or bad is highly subjective to them you know they have their own definitions exactly like i said if they agree to me it's good yeah. if they don't agree to me yeah. it's bad yeah that's how they think and then you know, and, yeah please go ahead like you go ahead yeah so you know that's what i i i mean to say that you know this has definitely become a kind of a witch hunt which knocks down people sanctions people who try to change the narrative that's you know talking in 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 political terms if you try to change the narrative which has been set for example bring literally anything you know we have had politicians who were cancelled just because they were presenting a different opinion you know we have had artists we have had so many people from different facets of life who said something which challenged the existing ideas interests or institutions and then immediately they were sanctioned even out of comedy even if someone had said out of sarcasm uh, these insane bokish army uh, they don't care about that however they are deeply hypocritical in the sense that if as you said if they would perceive something as unacceptable they would cancel it if they would consider that something which is in reality uh which kind of hurts the sentiments of a lot of people but then it's like it, it it's good in their point of view then no cancelling happens over there uh that's evident shreyash but i think what an antidote to that can be for for the people who think this way for the people who think that if they don't agree with me i should cancel them so an antidote see cancelling is very extreme mm. it's the extreme it's it's an extreme form of revolt right so in uh, to live as a community to live in a society people want people to agree with them mm. people want consensus uh, to bring about that to bring about a common a common ground among yourselves you have to not think in extreme senses and give the person a chance to explain themselves okay so what we can do what we not we what the woke can do instead of cancel <laughs> what they can do instead of canceling people if they find something offensive what they can do is call them out but you know adanya here's the catch a lot of them even they call them to understand facts. no a lot of them even find facts as offensive now what to do with this because i don't know whether it is a problem of the fact or problem with perception of the books because when you even present facts before them they discredit those they are unwilling See, if- completely intolerant to accept that something can be you know which they don't confirm to they it can be true and it can be a fact right so uh, shreyash the whole point of this discussion i think is that there are different opinions hmm. people disagree with themselves so if i think if someone is disagreeing with us they are entitled to that also hmm. they should not cancel us for it they yeah. that's a very wrong move that's a wrong thing to do but if what we are saying that is disapprove of or disagree to then there should be a question to generate an explanation if mm-hmm. they disagree to facts that's their own problem we are not sitting here to make them 
believe or make them agree to what we are saying right hmm. what what i'm saying what i'm trying to tell you is there are people who have differing opinions right. if a large group of people disapproves of something they cancel the marginalized group or what they term as the offender hmm. they cancel them and they close any chance of redemption or any hmm. chance of explanation or any chance of open discussion right so now these offenders or the who these people target are mostly people of power people who hold a general status in the society so they are and who kind of also have a power to sanction someone for example i think, are, yeah they are targeting the main status quo okay hmm. so like for example that person in power says something and the majority of works or liberals or the youth disapproves of it hmm. and they cancel them so where are you leaving a chance of explanation and how is it where are you leaving a chance of space? you have to be receptive you have to be hmm. receptive of what the other person is saying like you said they disapprove of the facts also they disapprove of anything that the person tries to tell them hmm. or tries to explain that this is what i meant or this is why i'm saying this hmm. so you have to be receptive you have to be tolerant to a certain level so that your own horizons can expand first of all right. and second of all the society as a whole can progress indeed i i can't agree more actually but you know what ananya i think things start to take a nasty turn when even the channels which a person could use to express himself or herself they also start to weaponize cancel culture and they also selectively cancel people and i'm being very clear over here for example we are let's suppose you know we are we are mere students right if we have a differing opinion which goes against the narrative which is being established at the moment and where would we express those opinions of course we would make use of let's say social media right but then these social media platforms themselves they which are mm-hmm. expected to be neutral you know which kind of should embody uh, free speech uh, even when my mm-hmm. choice of words is not quote unquote hate speech even then if they, they are using cancel mm-hmm. culture to to sanction me to suspend my accounts and stop all channels for me even to bring my point of view into the public i think then it becomes really nasty mm-hmm. and things become really out of control because like they have had incidences where like for example going back to rashmi samant again mm-hmm. immediately when this whole thing was uh, yeah. uh, you know like it, it was kind of you know brought into the public domain that she had tweeted something which is perceived as offensive by a lot of people uh, these people even don't like they they don't get at peace even when someone deletes their statements or takes their statement back or even apologizes for it they are not even satisfied they want complete sanctioning of that person and a permanent one that too for example after whole this incident had happened rashmi saman's twitter account was suspended with immediate effect so see yeah the first thing we can do to to solve this i think is um, draw a draw a line 
you have to define what qualifies as hate speech and what doesn't what is just a person voicing out their opinion using their constitutional right of freedom of speech mm. the first thing we have to do is define define what qualifies as hate speech and once we've defined it once we've all agreed to it we have to adhere to it right it can mean something else for you but if for the masses it means that that particular definition you have to adhere to it it can't mean something different for everyone because that way we can't yeah just <laughs> make everything subjective judge yeah. everyone right yeah How, on what basis are you judging someone yeah. there has to be a definitive answer to what have i done what crime have i committed so there has to be a definitive answer to that so first thing we can do is that and the other word is hard to win it is the other thing we have to do is change this internalized urge to be right to be correct to win people everyone who aims at cancelling other people or who aim at changing someone else's opinion mm. they always have this intrinsic urge to be right to be correct to win an argument mm. so we have to change this fully internalized urge to change this perspective among people in their minds that everything being said is not directed to you it it's not an accusation to you right. it's not your war to it's not a war to win you don't have to bring your arms out just because someone said anything against you yeah. so you have to be again it comes to that you have to be receptive this is how also it's if it's a war against these big organizations it can only gain momentum when there are a lot of people involved against them yeah. like cancel culture gain momentum because a large group of people a large sect of the society supported this movement mm. they came forward and they canceled the people in power mm. so now if these organization that hold power over us through like their rights to our information etc mm. if they are if they are censoring our opinions what can we do we can boycott either their platforms we can cause losses to them so or all more productively we can voice our opinions telling them or asking them to define please tell us what have we done wrong and have a definitive answer that goes for everyone mm. so that's what i have to say to that so basically we we need to bring them to the to the debate you know but i'm 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 highly skeptical whether they would be ready to uh, debate and they would you know <laughs> they would run away from the debate no, it's okay if showing facts to them i think i don't think they'll be open to debate i don't even think they'll be open to answer our questions yeah because they these are the people who have who have started this own system of mm-hmm. knowledge information that works underground we don't know what goes on so yeah i don't think they'll come up they'll come forward to say say anything directly mm. but as people we do hold the power to ask them mm. 
of what on what basis on what grounds are they censoring our accounts are they whatever they are doing to support this culture of cancel culture this group of people we have to ask them we have to hold them accountable and question them on what ground and the grounds that they define should like i said there should be a definitive answer that holds true for everyone it can't be different for me and for someone else it can't be you can't be uh, what what is that word uh it can't be subjective you're right yeah yeah right it can't be subjective and you can't be lenient for people that are in your favor that yeah. you know it's a very controversial thing to say mm-hmm. but the people who support you or your organization you can't be lenient to them mm-hmm. it should be definitive for everyone that answer mm-hmm. should be should go for everyone i'm 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 not sure how you know like are they even going to adopt this ideal approach in the near future uh because this whole thing is getting yeah this, this whole thing is getting tense and you know it, it is gaining momentum as you said people are now outraged you know because uh these people you know who kind of exercise a control uh over these not just platforms in 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 the sense of social media but also uh conferences universities a lot of things you know these these so called liberals the the whole liberal lobby or the woke lobby uh and they go against their own ideals you know which is very interesting you know because if you read the history of liberalism and all of that uh it comes with a given you know that i give <laughs> you the right to offend i i offer you the right to disagree with me you know but then right what they are doing is completely uh, opposite of, of and we have n number of examples actually you know like if if we had to discuss each and every case uh one by one you know i think this episode is never going to end but then i i really feel that this whole thing is extremely this is all extreme thing and again going back to what rashmi samant has said it is it has become a tool to assassinate some right. character and right, right. therefore there is no surprise that it has negative connotations now and as far so as i don't think mm-hmm. like you said this episode will never end if we go on and on talking right. about it and it is a twofold thing like mm. you have to admit that progress cannot be achieved by silencing someone exactly either mm. of the two parties mm. by silencing either of the two parties mm. you have to call people in to be open to debate mm. to be open to discussions mm. and without having this preconceived notion of i am right or they are wrong okay mm. so that's what people need to understand and then if they are still disapproving of something mm. then they should hold their silence because mm. you are not you are not the judge of everything mm. you cannot take judgment into your own hands and by canceling people you are doing that and even when some some entire discussion whatever side whatever side the people fall on or whichever what do we say whichever point or opinion the mass chooses people have to go with that ultimately indeed exactly and and you know what this is interesting uh, because they are even uh, as you said you know they are not ready to accept a different point of view in the sense even when for example when we talk about climate and, and all of this thing you know definitely 
climate change is happening it's real and we we need to take measures to prevent it right but then right. can we ignore the historical wrongs the question is this you know for example for almost so many years you know it is the developed countries the modern developed countries which have been responsible for over 79% of carbon footprint you know and now mm-hmm. when you bring into the picture the discussion that okay now when it's turn for let's say developing countries to mm-hmm. develop themselves you try to sanction them you know you try to impose uh, this whole thing that you know as if they are responsible for the carbon footprint which you actually had created you know years ago so there are mm-hmm. a lot of things actually a lot of nuances which need to be discussed uh but then again coming back to the cancel culture as you said it is not the solution it is like we are reaching nowhere with the cancel culture we are literally right. nowhere with cancel culture so as you you know and everything like we cannot uh, uh do anything grand at the moment uh hopefully mm-hmm. we might be able to in the future as youth what do you think you know like what what is the take away message for the youth because i think unfortunately cancel culture has become really popular among the youth and they are the ones who are uh, they very promptly without even thinking without even introspecting that okay uh, you know like i need to judge it you know i need to first look through different prisms right different angles mm-hmm. uh, i i'm just looking at one slice of the whole apple they are the ones who tend to conform to it very very quickly right so what is the take away for them on any issue literally any any issue you know even if someone is doing a productive debate just presenting a point of view <laughs> this cancelling happen mm-hmm. and youth is very much prone to it so any take away for them at the moment okay at the moment like i said in my previous podcast mm-hmm. um we disapprove of the modern form of cancel culture so you and me we come together and we talk about it we call mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. we discuss things i mm-hmm. bring views that promote that like that are in favor of cancel culture you bring forward views that are against it we discuss right. them we come to a common ground we offer solutions of what can be done to make things better so for right. the youth today i think this is what is needed for every issue for every topic mm-hmm. there, if there's a dissenting opinion if there's a discussion if there are people who disagree are if you're not agreeable to them Hmm. you have to sit with them and talk it out man just <laughs> yeah put but aside your ego to decide that yeah put put aside your egos put aside the urge to be always to right ego, and yeah. talk it out be receptive of things right. agree to ag- agree to the possibility that there can be two perspectives hmm. there can be two opinions on the same issue Hmm. and so that's what the takeaway for the youth today right. sorry and and as you said that a common consensus is possible you know if you are receptive and and yeah there can be two different interpretations as well to the same thing you know it depends on point of view depend on where are you looking it from so right i i fully agree with you and most importantly like what i feel you know our youth is really impulsive you know like we have this i don't know like whether it's Uh, social media induced because we are living in an era of immediate gratification we are living mm-hmm. in an era of 10 minutes deliveries so maybe right. all this is some way uh, uh, altering our uh, our cognitive wiring you know uh, 
uh, I have no idea, but it then is, beginning, yeah, but then we are beginning too impulsive to reach conclusions, to call out impulsive somebody. and close-minded. Yeah, becoming becoming impulsive and very close-minded. Like I said, mm-hmm. the psychology behind these people is that the world is either black or white. Right. We have to stop thinking that way. We have to think in gray. I fully agree with you. So yeah, with that, Ananya, we come to an end of our episode today. I really, really enjoyed. It's always so much fun interacting with you, and yeah, I think we have reached really productive insights. We have reached conclusions. Uh, you know, thoroughly analyzed conclusions. Actually, we have not like again. You know, to make it clear, cancel culture had started as as something which was essentially not bad. but now it has been weaponized it, it it is being used by an insane group of people partly also because i think the power to sanction somebody has been monopolized by a group of people who don't want the set narratives to be changed and they are right. some there uh, hypocrites and they some there are are insecure you know that the if if the set narrative is changed they might not get and i think it you know what ananya somewhere i feel that it's also the role of business involved in this you know there is, we cannot ignore the fact that business is also involved into all of this you know there are a lot of people who benefit by cancel culture definitely definitely you know, benefit by the existing narrative who benefit by existing ideas and interests and therefore it's like dhati ganga mein haath dhona yeah and you know it's like you know agar mujhe munafa ho raha hai agar ek set narrative abhi chal raha hai ki ananya buri hai aur agar mujhe usse munafa ho raha hai i am getting monetary gains uh, from it then it's human yes even if i have no opinion of my own yeah mai kyun chahunga ki narrative close ho ya wo narrative change ho logon ko pata chale ki nahi yaar ananya uski buri nahi hai you know yaar ye bilkul bhi buri nahi hai uske bare mein keval that's a very big possibility so this is the possibility and i think this is very much happening but then again i i can see a ray of optimism especially among dark youth you know like i i see a lot of youth they are you know like they are they have started to question this thing they are like you know <laughs> wait you know i have my own common sense i don't know mm-hmm. i don't need to be a part of the herd you know i i don't need a herd mentality right. you know right so, which is a positive sign and yeah, yeah with yeah. that we come to an end of this episode ananya thank you so much for joining us guys please tell us what do you think about this whole episode even if you disagree with us please drop your comments in the chat uh, in in the comment section and we would love to you know have a productive discussion maybe and ananya would definitely exactly. don't don't cancel us for this <laughs> don't, don't cancel <laughs> us call us in we'll we're open to discussion right. we'll answer your questions definitely and thanks a lot ananya see you all until next thank you thank you like our video subscribe our channel and stay tuned for more of such amazing and interesting discussions in the future bye bye